Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us reflect on an important perspective shift. This is the sixth chapter of Julian of Norwich's short text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax. Let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. All that I saw concerning myself, I mean to be applied to all my fellow Christians, for I am taught by our Lord's spiritual showing that this is what he means. And therefore, I beg you all for God's sake and advise you all for your own advantage that you stop paying attention to the poor, worldly, sinful creature to whom this vision was shown, and eagerly, attentively, lovingly, and humbly contemplate God, who in his gracious love and in his eternal goodness wanted the vision to be generally known, to comfort us all. And you who hear and see this vision and this teaching, which come from Jesus Christ to edify your souls. It is God's will and my desire that you should receive it with joy and pleasure, as great as if Jesus had shown it to you as he did to me. I am not good because of the showing, unless I love God better, and so may and should everyone that sees it and hears it with goodwill and true intention. And so my desire is that it should bring everyone the same advantage that I desired for myself. And this is how God moved me the first time I saw it. For it is universal and addressed to all because we are all one. And I am sure I saw it for the advantage of many others. Indeed, it was not shown to me because God loved me better than the lowest soul that is in a state of grace. For I am sure that there are very many who never had a showing or vision, but only the normal teaching of Holy Church and who love God better than I do. For if I look solely at myself, I am really nothing. But as one of mankind in general, I am in oneness of love with all my fellow Christians. For upon this oneness of love depends the life of all who shall be saved. For God is all that is good, And God has made all that is made. And God loves all that he has made. And if any man or woman ceases to love any of his fellow Christians, then he loves none, for he does not love all. And so at that moment, he is not saved, for he is not at peace And he who loves all his fellow Christians 
loves all that is. For in those who shall be saved, all is included. That is all that is made, and the maker of all. For in man is God, and so in man is all. And he who loves all his fellow Christians in this way, he loves all. And he who loves in this way is saved. And thus I wish to love, and thus I love, and thus I am saved. I am speaking in the person of one of my fellow Christians. And I, and the more I love with this kind of love while I am here, the more like I am to the bliss that I shall have in heaven without end, which is God, who in his endless love was willing to become our brother and suffer for us. And I am sure that whoever looks at it in this way will be truly taught and greatly comforted if he needs comfort. But God forbid that you should say or assume that I am a teacher, for that is not what I mean, nor did I ever mean it. For I am a woman, weak, ignorant, and frail. But I know well that I have received what I say from him who is the supreme teacher. But in truth, I am moved to tell you about it by love, for I wish God to be known and my fellow Christians helped, as I wish to be helped myself, so that sin shall be more hated and God more loved. Just because I am a woman, must I therefore believe that I must not tell you about the goodness of God? when I saw at the same time both his goodness and his wish that it should be known? And you will see that clearly in the chapters which follow, if they are well and truly understood, then you must quickly forget me, a paltry creature. You must not let me hinder you, but look directly at Jesus, who is teacher of all. I speak of those who will be saved, for at this time God showed me no others. But in all things, I believe what Holy Church teaches, for in all things I saw this blessed showing of our Lord as one who is in the presence of God, and I never perceived anything in it that bewilders me or keeps me from the teaching of Holy Church. Julian explicates so well here what the prophet John the Baptist says in John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Julian says time and again that the root and motivation for this drawing of attention away from her is about drawing attention toward God. She has already introduced this theme in chapter four of her text, which we heard in episode four. 
She tells us again and again in different melodies and harmonies that God is the central, biggest, most important thing in all the world, in all of life. And accordingly, everything else, even the biographical details of Julian herself or the eccentricities of her personality or the mundane details of our own lives, all passes away, becomes strangely dim, leaving only the glory of God for us to contemplate. I wonder how we might practice decentering ourselves from our own lives. What could we do or shift in our habits to put God in that place of priority instead? In this season of Lent, we're especially invited to welcome God more deeply into our lives. What might that look like for you today? Thank you for joining me. May the peace of Christ be with you.